Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Blackshirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Mark. I'm a staff writer at Inside Nebraska. And that man over there, that is Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Blackshirt. Uh, Jay, um, the early signing period, the first day of it was Wednesday, and it was pretty fruitful uh, for the Huskers. Um, there were there were a little bit of surprises um, on Wednesday, at least from my point of view. And one of them uh, we'll be breaking down today in Larry Tarver Jr., uh, Larry Tarver Jr. is a five foot ten, one hundred seventy pound uh, cornerback who played his senior year at Miami Norland High School. Um, like I said, he was a four star athlete. He's ranked currently by rivals as the number thirty four corner in the country, and uh, fifty two. Um, he was ranked number fifty two overall in the state of Florida. So, really talented guy. Um, but Jay, you know, we'll we'll get into more of his. Uh, highlights here, but just initial reactions. We'll be talking about Larry Tarver specifically today. What did you think of Larry's uh, huddle highlights here? Well, you know, what jumps off is is how smooth he is and how he attacks the ball. And actually, he makes, uh, you know, obviously you'll see right here is that uh, he makes interceptions in traffic. So he has good ball mm -hmm. skills. You know, I think the bigger point is you got to flip. I think he was originally, you know, thought that he was going to go to Maryland. Yep. And it's not just you're taking him away from a Big Ten team, but I'm looking at it a little bit deeper that. Maryland has, has shown over the last, let's just say, four years to put a lot of defensive backs in the NFL, right? So, you know, they know what they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, so then, therefore, they get this, you know, kind of, you know, Maryland stamp of approval. You know, just last year, they had, I think his last name was Banks, went first round mm -hmm. to the Giants. And so, you know, their, their defensive back and defensive coordinators know what, what they like, uh, you know, out of, out of a player. And so for Nebraska to get him, uh, at the time that they did was, you know, which made the, you know, Nebraska signing day, uh, it was already great, but it, it made it even better. Now, Larry Tarver Jr. was kind of a late bloomer. He he originally was a Florida international commit. Uh, so he was he was a, a Florida international commit in April, and that lasted until June. Once June came around, he started going to some camps. He started playing, um, uh, just showing coaches and and scouts what he could do. And they liked it. So he picked up a Maryland offer. He picked up a tennis, uh, Texas A&M offer. And uh, he actually visited College Station, um, saw what right. the Aggies are all about. Uh, he decided to go with Maryland and was a Maryland commit since June until Wednesday when Nebraska and Evan Cooper uh, flipped him. So uh, good stuff from the Huskers there. Just a little bit more uh, background on Larry Tarver here, who we're going to be breaking down here in a second. 27 tackles as a senior, four interceptions, three of them found the end zone as pick sixes. So that's kind of, that's kind of nuts. Uh, four tackles for loss and two sacks. And I'm, I'm kind of glad he, he uh, did some damage in the, in like uh, other side of the line of scrimmage because he's, because he's, he's quick and we're going to uh, get into it right now because he can do a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Um, but so Jay, this first play that we're going to be breaking down here, it's one of the pick sixes that he had as a senior, uh, really good stuff. What I, what I like about Larry here, uh, he's fast, really fast. Um, and, and his break when he, when he knows where he's going and, and like the, the flip switches, he goes and, it, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, look, he, I, you know, I'm surprised he's, you know, 170 he looks like he's a bigger kid than that, but that's good. Cause he plays big. But the one thing about, I like it that, you know, the, the speed quickness and he has really good footwork and, and no wasted steps. And then he's like, you know, he gets out of his break when he plants his foot, uh, you know, he gets to where he's going really quick. But I like even better. We'll see in a in a player two later that he has pretty he has really good uh, play recognition. So that allows him to uh, really show off his athletic ability. And and if you look at his initial position, obviously they're thinking that he's playing more like of a third. 
and he kind of does like we used to call this a scoot technique right and so now right there he's already on his break so mm -hmm. he essentially ran the route for uh the receiver you know via the quarterback because of his initial uh deeper uh, deeper alignment and then they thought he was going to play like a deep third but what he did was he's playing man but it was a little bit of a scoot technique and you use scoot technique when you're playing in some you know weather you know elements you know rain snow or something like that but obviously you can bait a quarterback especially at the high school level into doing that he knows it's the your wide side of the field just by their alignment mm -hmm. um anything that goes inside i'm sure it's going to other people so he knows you know if they throw it out an out route he can really gamble on it because he has recovery speed and if you see it he has safety help over the top so um it's not just athletic ability i think for him it's the play recognition and the initial footwork now I'm, I apologize for the viewers at home. I cannot change that. Uh, so I realize our faces are right where uh, Larry Tarver is, is doing some work. So I apologize that, but let's move on <laughs> to the second play, Jay. Um, again, he's at the wide side of the field as, as we see over there. And again, the recognition, the play recognition, I like what you said, running the route for the receiver. I mean, that's something I, that I remember saying about Omar Brown against right. uh, Minnesota in that season sure. opener. If you remember that play, uh, his, his uh, interception. So something similar there, but again, um, again, take, take us away, Jay. What do you see with this one? Well, again, you know, he's at the wide side of the field and he's starting to play the the route. And I like it right there where he comes down at a 45 degree angle. It's almost like he's baiting the receiver to yeah. or baiting the quarterback to throw him. Cause normally you think he'd break hard on that, but then he knew if he waited like a step or two, uh, the quarterback would try to throw it to him and he has really, really good recovery speed and obviously very quick out of his break. So you see this right here again, both the corner and him are mirroring each other at the bottom of the screen. And they're kind of playing, you know, it's like a box technique where you're keeping everything inside and you're kind of reading okay. the quarterback's eyes, right? Yeah. So it's really good, you know, job and ball skills right there. And, and the one thing I really like, even, you know, above everything else we see on this this highlight tape is is two things. One, um, you know, the ball skills and attacking the ball. The number two, obviously, as we've seen, you know, three of his uh, four, three of his four interceptions have uh, been returned for touchdowns. So it's not just him returning it it's his teammates they know once he gets his the hand his hands on the ball you know it could be a house call but i like it right here baited him into it and uh you know in this coverage right here they're trying to keep everything inside right mm -hmm. and they're playing a little bit of underneath coverage under man underneath and they got a guy to the flat so he knew right there number one is his and then he knew when it was coming inside you could cut a cut underneath it because you see the linebacker there and safety help so it's play. It's not only play recognition. It's defense recognition, and then obviously, you know, coverage. I call it coverage excellence, where you are able to execute the initial coverage, but then obviously make it even better by making a play on the ball. For sure. And uh, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up uh, was his uh, speed. I mean, he ran the right. one hundred meter dash. I think I think it was like ten point six five seconds, which is really right. really good. And then his 200 time, he was in the 21 seconds. So right. uh, this kid, this kid can move. This cat can move. And he, I, I don't know. I, I think I see maybe a, a potential for a returner on special teams as well. Something like you know, he kind of reminds me of Ethan Nation, just a little bit undersized, sure. but boy, he can move and see vision and and everything. But again, I really, really like this next one, uh, Jay. Uh, again, you talk about running the running the route for the receiver. I mean, this this receiver. Um, Larry Tarver just does not let this receiver get any sort of separation at all and runs a slant for him. Well, you like it. You could, you know, you got to evaluate him in off coverage. Now you got him, uh, you know, up coverage and uh, you like the footwork right there, right? He doesn't turn his shoulders squares or hips are square, shoulders mm -hmm. are square. 
physical, and then guess what he does? He makes a 50-50 catch. Then you yeah. now you got the the returnability uh, that you talked about previously. And so you know you know he's a good football player, and he's mm -hmm. a tough kid. And you you could just tell it. He it jumps out on tape where you see you know uh, kids and players that really love to play football. And you could just I'd be very surprised if that's not one of the things that the coaches pick up on uh, rather quickly, and that he doesn't you know show when he gets to Nebraska is that. He likes to play football. He looks like he likes to compete. And, you know, he knows that, you know, competing just isn't, you know, going out there and playing on a Friday or Saturday whenever they play is that, you know, he's had to do quite a bit of film study in order to get where he's at. And, and you know, I think it's even or even better story for him to start out with a FIU offer yes, um, and then kind of, you know, bet on himself, go to a couple camps because you could go to one of those camps and not only you maybe lose that FIU offer if you don't perform well, but then also, uh, you know, lose, you know, lose ground on trying to get any potential bigger schools. And so he goes to Maryland, which is a great big 10 school in mm -hmm. itself and has a went, you know, went to three or four straight bowl games guys in the NFL. And then obviously Nebraska came in. It's a good job by coach Cooper identifying him yeah. and obviously, you know, talking to him and getting him to look at the true opportunity here at Nebraska. And so competition is wide open at one of the corner spots or both of the corner spots. And so, uh, you, you know, for him, it's a it's a no no lose situation. It's a win win situation. You get to come to a great school, and then obviously you get a chance to play early uh, if you come in and compete and play well. Yeah. So the corner position, losing Quentin Newsom, longtime starter for Nebraska, but you bring back Tommy Hill. You got Malcolm Hartzog, who's uh, towards the towards the end of the season played some more uh, safety, um, some slot DB. Uh, but then there's also Dwight Boodle. The coaches were very high on Dwight Boodle before his season ending shoulder injury in the third game against. North uh, Northern Illinois. There's also Sincere Safuela, also from Miami, a former uh, Coop commit. Uh, and then, um, uh, yeah, Ethan Nation, like we said, yep. as well. But again, I wanted to add um, the, the pick sixes. I wanted to add the pass coverage. Uh, but then, you know, in the Big Ten, you're going to be asked to uh, support and run, too. And I, I really liked what uh, Larry Tarver uh, did here, you know, on the line of scrimmage, getting in the backfield and and kind of raising some havoc. And, you know, if you close your eyes and kind of imagine like what Larry Tarver could do in college, having him come off the edge on a cat blitz, like, you know, short side of the field, having him go. I mean, that's, right. that's some, that's pretty cool to think about too. Yeah. He could do it, uh, you know, short side of the field, close side of the field or open field, you know, yep. he's a good football player. I mean, the one thing you need to look at is he, he looks very familiar up there. Yeah. yeah he does. He, this is, he doesn't look out of position. Look mm -hmm. at him, and then I, what I like right there is finish, physicality right there, cause the fumble. I like yep. guys that turn the ball over. But him just lining up right there, he's excited to get there. Like like I said, this dude is a football player. He's not mm -hmm. scared. 170 pounds or whatever he is, he's not scared to get up there. And look, he got a little get-off on him too. Yeah. A little pass rush move. Look, he's not just out there just, uh, you know, holding the spot. He's looking at uh, every time that he gets on the field or in position – He's got to make a play, and and that's what he does. I like playmakers. He's a pretty good tackle, right? He's not pretty good. It's a heck of a tackle right there, mm -hmm. and got the quarterback to you know fumble the ball. So he can come on a cat blitz. He can come on a corner blitz. He, you know he's physical and tough. You know he's gonna stick his nose up in there and he's gonna tackle. So uh, you're you're getting a really good football player, really good corner, really good athlete potential in the you know the kick and punt return game uh, as well. And this one, he comes from a little bit more uh, depth, about two two or three yards um, from the line of scrimmage. But again, the speed, the burst, the right there, and he's in the backfield. I love yeah. that. You know, one thing about him, you know, he's got really good track numbers. Sometimes those guys, yes. you know, don't play to their speed. He plays exactly to his speed and then some. 
Yeah. But then the better thing, the best thing about it is he has quicks to go with it. So what I mean by that is sometimes you get trapped guys that can't move laterally. He can move laterally and he's physical and he plays up to his track speed. So when you think, okay, let's look at his track number, see if he can run. He can run both short, you know, obviously you can intermediate routes. We've seen him pick off, but then also he, you know, you know that he would probably fare well on the deep balls as well. So he gives you a lot of flexibility, but then also you're getting a true, um, you know, a, a great athlete and the guy that, you know, his track numbers match up to his football, you know, tape and speed. And so this is a really big get for Nebraska in the sense of you're flipping from Maryland, but to be ranked so high, if you think he's the number 34, 34 ranked corner in the whole nation, there's only, you yeah. know, 50 states. And so just if you trim it down, say the 42 states are really where, you know, guys that are going power five are from, you know, he's one of the top corners to come out. And so there's not a big, um, uh, you know, drop off from one of the top positions to him. You know, if it's a height or or a weight thing, that has nothing to do with playmaking ability because Nebraska has a really good weight program and nutrition program that where they're going to be able to improve any deficiencies deficiencies that he has um, from high school to come in and in, in college. And so, it's a really big get. You know, good to get get a good player, not going to a, you know a rival Big Ten school. Um, you're getting a great player and a football player and um, a guy that's only going to be ascending. And what I mean by that is, as you saw him move up the ranks as far as where he got offers from, it probably correlated to as he got better as a football player, had a, you know, had a pretty probably decent junior year, Florida Atlantic has a really good, probably off season. I know they got spring ball down there in Florida, goes into track season, goes into, you know, the camps and all that. Next thing you know, He's on everybody's radar, and I, and I and I can almost guarantee if he had another another year of high school, or another kind of season to go into, mm-hmm. he'd be ranked even higher. So you're really getting almost a recruit and a half. Let's stick with the cornerback situation. It'll be the last question before we get out of here, Jay. What just what do you what do you see from Nebraska's corner situation? We mentioned uh, Quentin Newsom. His time is is come and gone. He's out. He's he's uh, declaring for the NFL draft. Um, uh, what do you see uh, from the corner and, and maybe can some of these new guys maybe nudge their way into some playing time? Oh, they, I mean, it's open competition. Yeah. I mean, there, there's nobody that on the, in that cornerback room, even if they played last year, should feel like it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to play the whole game. Now, some mm-hmm. guys have a leg up probably obviously Tommy Hill and Hartzog. Yeah, they do. Uh, but you got, you know, you got Boodle, you got uh nation. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Takawela. Stafuela, you got Tarver coming in. Yep. And I'm sure I'm missing. So it's, oh, it's, that Bly Hill, that FCS yep, transfer yep, from Hill, St. Who, Francis. Who has, who has more experience than anybody yeah. else besides Bill and, and, and Hartzog. And mm-hmm. he has the confidence. So yes. If, I would not say it would not surprise me that guys are battling out for, you know, the starting position all the way through fall camp. And that's the way it should be because Yes, the the guys will start and play, but you also have guys that can come in and play as well. So I think it's a good position to be in if you're Nebraska because you're building depth and then you got true, uh, you know, tangible competition as well. Absolutely. So that was good stuff. Uh, that, you know, Jay, you kill it every time with these things. I, I enjoy talking with you. Uh, so whenever Nebraska gets another, one, we'll probably pump out another one of these black shirt breakdowns. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. New, hopefully one, of these hopefully new one in, a, in a week or two, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So for Jay Foreman, my name is Steve Mark, and that was a black shirt breakdown, Larry Tarver Jr. edition. We'll catch y'all later.